0: Hola, hola, chulas. Hi there. We are experts in intuitive eating for on again, off again chronic dieters, and we are here to help you take the guilt and stress out of eating so you can become the first in your family to break the diet cycle, just like we are in our families. We want you to be who you are without food guilt. Be sure to follow us on Instagram No More Guilt for Melissa and Your Latina Nutritionist for Delina.
1: Are you ready? Let's break the diet cycle.
0: Hola, hola, chula. Hi there. We are back for another episode and we're excited to actually start with some listener recordings. We asked some of you on our Instagram pages to let us know what's going on out in your world. And so today Delina and I are going to take a look at some of these recordings and give you our thoughts.
1: Yay, how exciting is that that people actually left us voicemail? Yes,
0: and by the way, if you like this format and you would like to have your recording featured, you can head to break.the.diet.pod on Instagram. There's a link there. You can DM Delina or me. Um, We're happy to connect you with that and hear your story. Maybe it will inspire and help others. Well, let's jump in here. So we're going to explore how to stop labeling foods quote, good and quote, bad. We hear this all the time on our messages and in our (laughs) client sessions, and I bet you hear it within your own voices too. So without further ado, Delita, I thought we would just play this listener recording, take in what she has to say, and then kind of give our take on it. What do you think? I
2: think it's a great idea.
0: Let's go. Okay, so here we go.
2: So I think for me, it's a lot about like how and where you grew up. And so, um, growing up in California, there was a lot of, and still is like a ton of diet culture. Like I can't eat this bread that has too many carbs. Oh, I, you can't eat dessert. And, um, being someone who has an immigrant mom um, who's also really struggled with food food has been such a huge part of my culture and upbringing and i really like related to what you guys were saying where it's like finish your plate but like you're gaining weight um and that i think has just caused me to that and the way i grew up has just caused me to have this really negative relationship with food and constantly wanting to diet and hopefully that's okay
0: so this recording got a little bit cut off which you know you're growing with us you guys so keep it down to a minute didn't know that (laughs) um (laughs) so but you know I think we heard enough from this listener to really kind of get a little bit of background and, and kind of get the problem here so thank you for this recording I'm excited to dive in Delina, how does that make you feel? Could you relate to any part of, of this story?
1: Oh, man, can I? So, yeah, I think that, again, exactly what she was saying. All all the things you hear growing up really affect us, right? The good, the bad. And I think um, for me, now that I have um, children, it's crazy when I hear them say something like that, you know? like mm-hmm. uh, Like my daughter she she's she's in preschool and you know the dentist went to her off to her school and was like you know trying to talk about cavities but in the same breath, they labeled some foods good and some foods bad. So for about like a few, I want to say a few weeks, she kept asking me, well, is this good? Is this bad mom? She was so afraid to eat things because she didn't want it to cause cavities. And so like, I had to have this conversation with her and be like, you know, foods aren't good or bad. They all give us energy. Um, And I was like, the dentist was just trying to help you understand that some foods can cause, you know, little germs to grow in your teeth and we just have to brush them. And I think that she really started understanding that better because I was able to explain it to her in a way where it wasn't scary because when you hear the woods, good or bad Mm -hmm. you feel like you're doing something wrong and it's scary if you're doing you know if you're eating the bad thing Um, and I was able to kind of put it in a more neutral way that she was able to sit back and be like okay so I can eat it I just had to brush my teeth Mm. and I'm like yeah that's it and so that was very helpful for her. But growing up, a lot of us didn't have that. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I can
0: always, like, it's almost like you feel protective when you hear it. That, like, that, and that it does happen to you when you get on the other side of your journey. You get a lot faster at hearing this, the BS, and be like, oh, mm-hmm. no. And that protective mode can come in. And we're going to talk a little bit later about food voices mm-hmm. and how we use that with clients. Um, but I, I can hear, you know, since Delina's pretty far in her intuitive eating <laughs> journey, her, her food voices are Allies, they support her and now her daughter. So that's beautiful. Yes, 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 yes. It made me feel a little bit protective too. You know that that feeling of like we've got to defend ourselves from this. And I think that's such an important thing to notice in others. If that comes up within you, that feeling mm-hmm. of like oh, I'm I'm getting attacked, yeah. that comes from a place of of growing up around um maybe some of our boundaries and needs being encroached upon because of this diet yeah. culture. So yeah. Yeah, and it's I little defensive.
1: Yeah, I don't know about you, Melissa, but sometimes my clients tell me that they hear my voice in their head. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> like when I'm like, food is not good or bad. And then, you know, they'll tell me, like, well, I almost said this. And then I heard your voice. <laughs> Yes. And it's like, we could also be that voice for them sometimes Absolutely, um, when they're trying to figure it all out. Yeah,
0: totally. You can lean on us while you figure yes. this out. And by the way, we had to lean on other people too, mm-hmm. to get this voice within ourselves. And so that's how learning happens. And always, as you listen to our podcast, we want you to see this as learning and experimentation.
1: Yes. And, and also unlearning a mm-hmm. lot of what we've, we've learned. Yep. It's a double process. It is.
0: So I want to give this listener a little bit of advice, if, if we may, dear listener, because <laughs> yeah. there's a couple things that jumped out to both of us as we heard the question, as we heard the story. So we're going to kind of break this into two parts, because I'm really hearing you want to stop labeling these foods as good and bad. We're hearing that you, you want to feel better and not feel like Delina's daughter felt sometimes around food, the yeah. fear, and maybe some, some worry around it. So we'll start with these two parts. The first part that jumped out to me was this idea of being, you know, a normal weight and not really needing to call foods good or bad. And I hear this a lot of times with clients when they say, I don't know why I'm beating myself up. I, you know, it's not like I have to lose weight. And I want all of us to start challenging that language just a little bit to say that there is no um, condition. (laughs) Yeah. There is no boundary for your body to, to be a certain way in order to use these techniques, in order to get this relief. Good and bad thinking is often unhelpful um, at any size you are, and no yeah. size warrants this kind of self-talk. How do you work with that piece? It's sort of like the undercurrent of the belief. like I need to be smaller, and if I'm smaller, then I can be kind mm-hmm. to myself versus... Yeah. I can be kind to myself and stop, period. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I, I got to do what's
1: right for me right now. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So the black and white thinking of good and bad is associated with the mental health shifts, right? It can lead to the experience of the anxiety. It can expl- uh, lead to periods of feeling depressed.
1: And so it's important to challenge some of that language, Yes, for sure. I think, I think it's important to start living in the gray, mm-hmm. living in the gray people. Yep. It helps when you have uh, clarity
0: around what your goals and values are, right? So yeah. if right now you're in diet mindset, your goals have always been lose weight, right? And so it's very hard to stop using black and, language, black and white language if you're still in the lose weight goal. What Delina and I often do with clients is actually take a step back and say, what are your goals? What yeah. are your values? How do you want to feel? That is an environment where gray thinking can live and thrive. <laughs> if you don't have yeah. that, it's not going to stick very long.
1: Yeah. And, and it's important to understand, like, we all grew up with the thinking that weight loss or a certain way or look in a certain way was the goal that was the thing. And it's the yeah. ideal. And so challenging those thoughts can be very difficult and it's okay to challenging them, challenge them for a little bit and then feel overwhelmed and then kind of question yourself. Mm-hmm. And so when we talk about, you know, kind of like um, learning this process, we're talking about learning to challenge it challenge them and also to build that muscle that emotional muscle to be able to walk away from that thought and say you know what you're not going to control me or make me feel better right now because i know that i'm thinking this because it's something that i've learned and now i can unlearn it and i can do better mm-hmm. um and understand that we're human <laughs> Gosh, I want everyone to understand that we are human and these thoughts are just never going to magically go away. We're always going to have them. Something's always going to trigger them. But the way that you react to them, that Mm -hmm. is what's important. So, so brilliant right there. Because
0: many clients will say, you know, I don't imagine a time that that desire to lose weight is not going to be there or that I'll be okay Mm -hmm. with my body. That's actually not the end point, you guys. It's to notice when that, that's coming up within you and respond to a different way. And so if you hear yourself saying, oh, well, my body's fine, um, therefore I don't need good, bad thinking, that's incomplete work, right? So yes, you're moving towards letting go of the language, but as long as you hold on to the size value, the language will come back. So yeah. your work is to get clear on your goals, to remind yourself and be around people that can remind you that diets don't work. If you don't understand that, go back to previous episodes. Um, You you may forget my clients do all the time and we're like, wait a minute. Remember? Oh yeah. And I have Mm -hmm. them actually write out what's not working for them. I know you do that too, as part of your process, Selena. So, so for now, the next part of the advice we're going to give you, remember if it's not working, you do need to go back to the drawing board Mm -hmm. and realign what your goals are. I want to talk a bit about the next technique that people can use if they're struggling with good and bad thinking and the food guilt that comes along with that. What did I miss on this this part right here about getting a new goal other than weight loss? yeah
1: yeah, and I think it's so so hard to think about it that way because everybody's just number, yeah. so, yeah. and and I feel like we've talked about this you know yeah. in in other episodes. It's like. Uh, everyone just has these, it's, it's all like a numbers game, right? <laughs> yeah. and it's like, no, we can focus on other goals that are not related to certain things. Yeah. You can focus on, on simple things that are just going to make you happy right now and then move on to another one mm-hmm. and then move on to another one. And mm-hmm. it's building that, you know, and making that process visible. Yeah, Cause it's, yeah, it's hard when, you know,
0: when you're in a weight loss program, you step on the scale mm-hmm. and you're like, Oh, yay. It's like an instant, yeah. Like, I mean, think of like Pavlov's dogs, you guys, like we get the treat right (laughs) when we step on the scale. But of course the flip side of that is when you don't, when you don't get that, the reward, then there's the opposite effect, right? Of shame and guilt and anxiety. And so you have to find rewards through this process because Mm -hmm. you're not going to get that scale process anymore. So what are you giving to yourself to remind yourself, Hey, I'm on the right track. That's where coaching can be super helpful because we are there to remind you when you forget.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And talking it out helps a lot too. For sure. Keeping those thoughts in your head. Sometimes they can get jumbled up, Mm -hmm. uh, but saying it out loud, have someone that's listening to you. Mm -hmm. It's so therapeutic. Mm -hmm. So that's the bedrock
0: of what we're going to talk about next, right? Uncoupling the idea that good or bad thinking is only reserved for you. If you're the right size, that's not true. Mm -hmm. The second thing we're going to look at is um, a technique that comes from intuitive eating And, you know, we powwowed before the call and decided to teach you just this one technique. There are a lot of different directions that you can go to heal your black and white thinking. Um, Our programs kind of give the full suite of these techniques, and we help clients to choose the ones that make sense for them, where they want to go, and their goals. That's the the alignment piece that we offer. Mm -hmm. For today, we thought this one would be the most simple for all of you to walk away from this podcast and try. Now, before we teach you the technique, for those of you who haven't read intuitive eating or not totally familiar with intuitive eating, I want us to just first let you know about um, one of the concepts called food voices. We're not going to go into full detail (laughs) here, guys, but this is a way of labeling your thoughts. And the one we heard loud and clear in this, which one was it, Delita?
1: Good or bad. Good or bad. Food
0: police. So the food police was present and, you know, when we work with clients, we help them to label these foods so they can, the words in their minds, they can separate themselves a bit from what they're hearing. Mm -hmm. When you teach clients about like the food voices, the ones that that use this particular technique, um, how does that tend to work for them? Do you find that's helpful for people to understand the food voices technique in intuitive
1: eating? I I think so, because it's a way to be present Mm -hmm. in their body, in their thoughts, right? I think we're always constantly talking about the fact that you have to be present Mm -hmm. um, and, and be willing to listen to your thoughts and then be able to kind of like talk it out with yourself and figure it out with Mm -hmm. for so long. Right. I think in, in my, in my culture, in the Latinx community, it's like, if you talk to yourself, you're crazy. And it's like, no, 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 I'm not loca. Um, I'm just trying to figure this out. It doesn't talk to themselves with you all day. It's a lonely journey. Gosh, you got, you got to untangle up in there. Um, So being able to, to um, realize that the food police, is present, you're able to, to kind of challenge those thoughts and, Mm -hmm. and, and you're able to see where they're coming from, why they're, they're coming to surface. And then you're able to kind of talk yourself out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, and understanding, you know, if you walk into a party and there's a bunch of, you know, food that that you were afraid of before, the food police might tell you, don't do it, don't go near it, you know, kind of like scaring you away from it, right? That fear of that mm-hmm. good or bad, you could be able to, once you start realizing that these yes. thoughts are present, you can kind of talk your way and say, listen, I don't have to be afraid of the food. The food is there. It's all laid out for me. I have the choice. Right. I am in control. I can go pick the food that I want. I can fill up my plate with whatever. I feel comfortable eating whatever I want to eat. Empowered. I to let, yeah. I don't yeah. have to let that fear override me or control right. me. Right. And these are things that you're able to do when you're able to be present
0: with your thoughts. Yeah, And that's that's the kind of mastery of this, where if you've, <laughs> you've really taken the time and practiced this, that's what it can feel like. But remember, it's a learning, unlearning process. And that happens when you're clear on your beliefs and your goals, right? If your goal is weight loss, what Delina just described is going to be very, very challenging to express in full. And I also want to just kind of circle back to your example with your daughter, right? If you imagine, by the way, your daughter is a mini you, but if you were (laughs) to imagine her as your inner voice, right? Your inner person that experience that you conversation you just modeled for the listeners at the beginning was such a beautiful way of even showing like the initial reaction your daughter had was, ah, yikes. And maybe a little bit of restricting was happening where she felt Mm -hmm. fear. Mm -hmm. And mom, AKA Delina used food voices that are described in the intuitive eating framework that we train our clients in to actually give her safety, give her, reality information and nurture her back towards her intuition and what she was feeling, right? So if Nyla yeah. wants to eat bread, Nyla can eat bread and it's safe to yeah. do so. Yeah. Um so um you know that part is is something that is a master experience. But if we were to bring it down to the very first step, you've got to notice your food voices. Mm-hmm. Um, and so here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna do like a little bit of an exercise. And so this, this listener described maybe, um, a memory of family members saying, clean your plate, but don't gain weight. So Mm -hmm. we would imagine that that language might actually appear in her mind when she goes to eat the food, right? That Mm -hmm. we hear mom and grandma and, you know, everybody's voices kind of coming into our mind. And so imagine yourself eating a food that tends to give you some type of fear and you hear that voice, I shouldn't eat this.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I shouldn't eat too much of this. Oh, this is bad. Yeah. I have to make sure to work out later. <sighs> Take a moment now, listeners, what is that voice that comes up in your mind? And we want you to practice this technique to simply label it and say, oh, that's the food police. hmm and what this is going to do is separate that voice from you. If you imagine yourself driving a bus, you just, put, <laughs> you just put him to the back of the bus. The food police is like way in the back. And you're saying, I hear you, but I'm not listening to you. I'm not changing direction. I'm going to keep my steering wheel right where it is. And I'm going to move forward listening to me. So you're going to label it food police and then start to focus on what's happening now when you share with clients how to do that piece so after they've labeled it and then they've sent it to the back of the bus so they can keep driving the direction they want to in peace, how do you get them to pay attention to the experience of the food Alina?
1: I don't know. Depends on the situation. <laughs> no, I think that, um, I think it's important. Like I, like I've been saying, it's just like paying attention. Right. And, and being present and just, uh, just being able to like, be okay to sit with those thoughts for a little bit and then challenging them. Mm-hmm. And then little by little, as you get better and better, you're going to be able to challenge and challenge them quicker. Right. Mm-hmm. Sometimes because you're so worried or you're dealing with so much or stressed or whatever, you might not be able to challenge him at that moment. Right. And I think it's important to understand at the beginning of this journey, or when something really stressful happens, or when life seems topsy-turvy, you're not going to be able to be present in the moment and challenge the thoughts right away. Yeah. So Thank you for that answer.
0: You you did such a nice job there of reminding everybody to be in the first step of the process, right? Because when Mm -hmm. Delina's telling her story, I know you're all like, oh, how do I do that? She's amazing. He's actually integrating five or six different skills that I can hear from an, as an intuitive eating coach. Okay. So when you see these examples and people you admire following this method on Instagram, remember, you've got to start with step one. Mm-hmm. Step one is what Delina's saying. Notice the voice, maybe sit yeah. with the discomfort of the yeah. voice,
1: mm-hmm.
0: dismiss it, send it packing or talk back. So yeah. the simplest thing to do is to dismiss it, just to send, just, it, floating yeah, just send it, it floating away. Imagine it floating away. Okay, because then you want it. You can (laughs) slot it out and then try to proceed. If you can't get past that step, that means that you need you need training in self-talk so you can do what Mm Delena just described. And maybe beyond that, you need body awareness cues. Yeah. You need mindfulness and satisfaction skills so you can really experience the food as it is. Yeah. And that's what the full experience offers. But today we're focusing on noticing.
1: Noticing them
0: away, yeah, yeah. What else
1: would we add before we close on this listener question?
0: This is fun. Did you like oh, doing this? I did. Okay, we'll um, have to keep going with
1: I this think, I think that I think but I always, you know, talk about like talking to that like inner child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> talk, sometimes you know when you're trying to swap these away, think about it like how would you talk to a child about this? Mm-hmm. Kind of like a, how I talk to Nyla, right? Uh, sometimes you just have to talk to yourself in a way where you're a nurse, you're, 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 you know, being gentle with yourself and not being overly rude and (laughs) saying that you suck because you had this thought or, no, talk to yourself like you would talk to a child. You would never tell a child that they suck. Mm-hmm. Right. So don't do that to yourself. Have some compassion.
0: And if you would like, yikes, guys, don't, <laughs> talk, to, don't talk to your, your children your, hope not. or your community children like that. Oh, that's a different <laughs> Please don't do that. <laughs> don't do so it. so true. It's so true. Easier said than done. And it's I'll, so easier I'll close us with this important thing, which is that even though it's hard right now, even though the skills aren't strong, There are women out there who have succeeded in this and Delena and I are two of them. So (laughs) I want you to remember that when it feels like it's not possible or it's never going to happen for you, that everybody who succeeded in this or was once sitting right where you are trying to talk back to their food police. So yes, practice it. And we all still
1: do it. Okay, guys, we're not perfect. I need to put that
0: out there. Yeah, it's true. Right. The tri- that that voice may never go away. What's changing mm-hmm. is how you respond to mm-hmm. it. Yes. So there's your focus for this week. If you're listening, maybe tr- try this out, practice it. We'd love for you to tell us how it went. If the technique of noting the food police and swatting it the heck out of here worked <laughs> well for you. <laughs> That's um, my favorite. <laughs> just swat it. Smack it away. <laughs> and um, yeah. So Delena, let's close it out.
1: Yes. So that was today's episode. Thank you so much for being here. We'd love for you to leave a review wherever you found this podcast so that we can help women like you looking to hear their relationship with food find our show too. Exactly. We've gotten some great reviews so far. It has meant a
0: ton to us just getting started. In our podcast experience, thank you for the people that took the time to do it. and if you do need more support if you're trying these techniques and it's not sticking both Delina and I offer group and one-to-one programs for women who want to break the diet cycle for them and their families to learn more you can follow me Melissa at no more guilt and me Delina at your Latina nutritionist. We will see you on insta just like we found each other. Thanks for being here with us and being who you are. Peace, love and break the diet cycle.